Hello guys, welcome back to Tailenders in Pajamas. Ah, it's been two weeks. I didn't come with any of the cricket content, guys. I mean, I was not feeling great after a little surgery I had. So I think we are done till uh, match 16, I guess, where we concluded with the Punjab Kings versus Gujarat Titans. Okay, now uh, from here, guys, till I mean uh, today's date is 28th April, and I think up till match 31, the games are over. So I'm going to release three episodes at once, where I'll divide the content from match 17 to 31. So hear them accordingly. So the first 17 match you have to talk about is like CSK with the SRH. I mean that game was like uh, in an opener for both the teams. I mean both the teams were pretty much lacking that game. Well, coming to that particular game, guys, uh, CSK again under were underwhelming with the bat. I mean their openers didn't provide much. And SRH actually sticked. I mean, I think they found their mojo there because their bowling was pretty on spot. And so I guess uh, you know SRH again the batting was like the phenomenal from Abhishek Sharma where he hit 70, 75 and 50 guys. I mean, and even Ken Williamson playing a very slow knock. Well, that's all good. If you you know how to say, not exactly great guys if you ask me. I mean, uh, these players are not exactly lighting up. So. You know the what to say the Chennai players were like pretty bad that day on their game three because all of them failed except Jadeja to an extent and then Mohin Ali to an extent that's it everyone failed and the SRH bowling coming to that I mean Bowie was expensive though but still again Washington Sundar was pretty good economical and couple of wickets Natarajan with couple of wickets and even Makram chipped in with the wicket so you know restricting CSK to 154 is something great and they chased it down with Tripathi's fireworks at the end in 17.4 so guys this match we have seen SRH open their account so the main takeaway from this game is like i think SRH finding their uh, you know proper bowling lineup a template if they win the toss and the second day of second match of that day was between Mumbai and RCB where uh, Again, a youngster from South franchise found his form after initial criticism. Where Anuj Rawat hit 66 in that particular game. Even Virat Kohli was decent that game. And Mumbai, though batting first, they were. I mean, Ishan Kishan after that initial first match, 80 plus runs. He never played. In Rohit Sharma, as usual, mid 20s gone. And Surya Kumar Yadav. I mean, see, we thought him the score wouldn't have reached 150. No, we thought him it wouldn't reach 120. I mean, entire team was playing shit, and he was on other level. That guy literally hit six hundred of thirty-seven, and one fifty-two is never going to be threatening, guys. I mean, whatever you might think, anyone might think. As I told, pretty much the opening. I mean, see, Duplessis again played like Williams. I don't know what happened with the South team's captains and the gangsters that day. Well, the international renowned stars were like pretty slow playing in one-day innings, and whereas the youngster, not so known, the prodigies were literally hitting around. Wow, <laughs> and even the batsman who came one down was like pretty decent. Now you can compare Tripathi and Kohli that day. Dude, even keepers, the one who came to finish and having high strike rate were Karthik and Puran. Such a really, I mean, there's so many resemblances. Ah, uh, well, ah, uh, the main takeaway from me this game is ah, uh, well, ah, uh, easily I can say that from Mumbai Indians perspective that even though Sky comes back, it doesn't mean that we'll guarantee success for them. And from RCB's for me, the takeaway is Anuj Rawat's, uh, you know, inclusion, which is a good thing considering the misfiring habit he had in the past. 
So guys, moving on to the match 19, we have seen a very high scoring game where you have seen BC versus KKR. BC are back against a heavy loss after LSG where they managed to score only 149 previously for loss of only 3 wickets. So batting first, DC after losing the toss, they were on fire. I mean, I think this is the first time we have seen them one of the most lethal opening partnership with the Shaw and Warner creating ruckus together. I mean, they started off like brilliant. Warner was of 60. I mean, Warner finished the innings with 61 of 45, and Prithvi Shaw 51 of 29. And Pant came with the fireworks again, and even contemplated by this Aksar of Pradeep of 14 and Takur. Oh my God, 11, 29 of 11. And chasing 216. No, guys, it's not going to be easy for anyone. If you ask me. Well, the most important thing is see, they got this guy called Rafiq Salim for KKR, who is a bowler, but they made him only one over. I mean, I don't get it why they do that. I mean, you can actually you give one out to Pinkatesh here, but why not him? Why not continue with him? And Cummins went for a plenty, guys. After the first match, heroics, he, I mean, his bowling is bad like every time in IPL, but his batting, okay, I mean, with the name of his batting sec, he was always, you know, dragged around. Coming to the chase, guys, oh my god, I mean, the issues for uh, KKR never seems to stop with Rahane only playing that first game good and after that he's failing. Venkatesh started off good with 18 of 8 and eventually departed by Khalil's ball in Khalil's bowling. Ayer tried to play captain's knock, uh, he did good enough with uh, 54. But guys, no one supported him. I mean, it's such a good middle order. They have like Russell, Billings, Cummins and Narain. All of these four can hit the ball. And actually, none of them got their way together that day. Well, my taking point for this game is like I can say DC found a proper stable lineup here, I guess. I mean, in the terms of batting, whom can fire, who can, who need not fire. And going to the KKR, uh, I do really feel sad for them because their bowling, I mean, they have really realistically eight bowling options, if you ask me. If you want to name, like I can name easily Umesh Yadav. Uh, Rashid Salam, Kamil, Chakravarti, Narayans, Mandanakan Bowl, Razal, and Venkatashar. I mean, if you have eight bowling options, that means you are actually flexible enough to, you know, bowl according to the batsman's weakness, if you can afford that. And still, they manage to concede 250. That's not a good sign at all. I mean, you should have a good ball. See, you can, you can argue all you want, but batting can win you the matches, but ultimately, it's the bowling that can win you the championships. As simple as that. Well, talking point for KKR is like their bowling seems to be a mess and their batting doesn't seem to be having that much depth as they seem to be on paper. Okay, so guys, one of the games, the last games we are going to talk here in this episode is the 20th game between RR and LSG. So guys, RR lost the toss and they just went to bat first. Ah, rare failure from Josh Butler. Sanju Samson, and as I mentioned, uh, their uh, you know batting heavy batting depth, sorry, very weak batting depth, which heavily relies upon their bow mentioned two players, Samson and uh, Butler, and Hitmeyer saved them that day with 59 of 36. He literally took them to a respectable score of 165, and which they actually made a match out of it. But the most interesting point in this game is the first instance where a player is retired hurt. So Ashwin came a lot early than Riyan Parag, if you ask me, just to stabilize the innings. He came in the ninth over. By the time of the 19th over, he realized that a, hitter, a proper hitter like Parag can actually finish the innings. So he made himself retired out. He went back to the dugout. Parag walked in. 
well it's all within the rule well you can complain about the the spirit of the game or whatever but still it's within the rule book they can do that and they did that and ultimately that actually i think changed the result because uh, parag actually did hit a six so you know rajasthan won only by three runs so you know it all makes sense i mean ashwin is going to <laughs> change most of the rules by the time he hangs up his boots Well, coming to the chase, guys. I mean, see, luck, see, just sometimes you just need to keep things simple. You need not overcomplicate any of it. I think Lucknow did that, and the tremendous first over from KL Rahul. Sorry, Trent Bolt literally screwed KL Rahul and K Gautam up. Okay, so I get it. See, this is the match they already have. Uh, you know, Ayush Badoni and uh, Deepak Hooda and everyone and Stoinis too. So if you have these many good batsmen into your, you know, playing eleven, why do you send Krishnapa Gautam, you know, literally to face the bowled in the opening over? When Rahul is gone, you should have sent Huda, at least Huda. Or if if you want to take a bit risk, you send Ayush Badon. Even Stoinis is good at opening. But instead of all that, they send K Gautam and he lost the wicket. Okay, fine. At least then did they realize the mistake? No, they sent Holder in, and he struggled. Holder is never a power play kind of. Uh, Batsman guy, he's never that technically sound. He can't find gaps easily. He's just a power hitter. He can just lock the ball pretty well. So why do you send him in power play? I don't get it. The ball is moving a lot. So pretty much the damage is done by then. So by that time, Stoinis came. The match seems to be out of equation, but there seems to be a last, uh, you know, over surprise with only one over thirty runs, thirteen fifteen to win, thirteen I guess. Oh boy! <clears throat> Then the Kuldeep Singh actually managed to keep his cool. He literally, I mean, so Stoinis is overthinking. I mean, see, I really won't blame him because he is the one who got them that was with 38 of 17. Maybe if he had hit that one of the slog balls to a six, they would have won. But unfortunately, the length balls he overthought and he tried to play it back behind and never connected any of them. So the three dots in the final over costed the game. So the talking points for me regarding this game is, I think, from. Lucknow's perspective, they need not change up their batting order. I mean, just keep it simple. I mean, make let players play in the natural position. They do not overcomplicate things. This is such a ten-team IPL. You don't need much of fuck-ups or slip-ups in the future because net run rate might be the most crucial thing. And talking to talking about Rajasthan Royals' perspective, yeah, I mean, all the time I have been telling uh, what would happen if one of their back three batsmen of all of the three batsmen fail. Well, till date, one of them, at least one of them, is stepping up, so that is getting them results they want. So, I mean, that's a good going, but we should have a proper backup or depth man. I mean, and Arayasan was back bowling is one of the best in the tournament, not even joking a little. So, guys, these are my this is my review regarding the four matches that took place from took place on Saturday of ninth of April and Sunday tenth of April. So guys, uh, tune in for the other two episodes, which I'll be releasing just pretty much after this. I'll cover the matches, other matches up till thirty-one. So guys, thank you for listening. Stay tuned.